Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Teresa Curley. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed here in Sioux Falls. Trying to run our board here, and I'm backwards. <laughs> Beautiful Friday morning. It's an exciting day for us here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. It's Ordination Day. Yes. So it's we're at the mustard seed, and a lot of people are coming in for last-minute cards. I won't tell the seminarians who that is. But we also have our first guest that's going to be heading off to the ordinations, too. So it's fun to see everybody dressed up and excited for this big day here in our diocese. Have you ever been to an ordination, Heather? Yes. Silly question, but... Yes. Yes, I have. I have not. You haven't? I haven't. I've been to um, religious vows. Okay. Both brothers Similar. and sisters. But Similar. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up at a cathedral. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Silly question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I had the opportunity for that, so... Living at a, living at, pretty much living at a cathedral. But well, let's get started with prayer before we get too far going here. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Good morning, God. You are ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I am to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday, and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in your way. But Lord, I am well aware I cannot make it on my own, so take my hand, hold it tight, for I cannot walk alone. Amen. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. All right, so we're going to jump right into our first guest. We have Sarah Beener on with us this morning. Sarah, you've been on with us several times. People may know you um, in the Sioux Falls area, um, but listeners may not be so familiar. So tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Okay, I'm Sarah Beener, um, a mother of 10 children, three in heaven. Um, I'm a big pro-life advocate for the diocese or throughout South Dakota. Um, I live in town in Sioux Falls, and I do a lot of statues and painting right now. (laughs) And I guess it's, I guess um, I got started with my my gift of painting way back when I was little, little, probably three is the earliest memory uh-huh. of me doing um, paint by number sets. Really? <laughs> and I never knew that it would form into something more. And then I started sketching and drawing. And then I was in art exhibits in high school. And my um, art teacher, you know, she taught me a lot of different things. And then I just kept on doing it. And then I ended up doing it before I got married. I was dating my husband-to-be, and he saw my art ability, and he just wanted me to paint him a mountain scenery picture. <laughs> was one of the first mountain scenery pictures I did for him, anyway. So, so yeah, it just has grown 
just, you know, it's just grown leaps and bounds. Yeah. And it's a gift, you know, that I can see that God has given me. Yeah. And so now um, I used to do a lot of scenery. I still do. You know, I requested my children and horse pictures and different things like that. But the biggest thing that I've been focusing on that seems like as I grow closer to God, the more I feel he's, he's like poking at my heart or prodding at my heart to paint this for him. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's his, you know, the pictures that you see that I do more of our Catholic faith are him. I'm just holding the paintbrush yes. and asking him to paint it for me. Yes. But it's him expressing through my heart what he wants out there for other people to see. Yes. So that's well, what I've been and doing. One of my favorite quotes, and I have it at the bottom of my email, and it's kind of one of the quotes that I live by. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. Real Presence Radio is available on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, Okay, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, Play Sioux Falls, or Play AM 970, or Play WWEN. From there, you can use words like Play, Pause, and Stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Google Assistant devices. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. 
In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Teresa Curley. And thank you for joining us. We had a little internet connection problem here, so we're just going to pick up where we think we left off. We don't know, but we're just going to pretend. So Sarah Beener is in the studios with us here at the Mustard Seed, and we are just talking about her gift of painting. And at one point, um, Sarah, you had said that uh, you just pray to God and he works through your mm-hmm. hand. And I had mentioned the quote from Mother mm-hmm. Teresa, mm-hmm. I am but a small pencil yeah. in the hand of a writing that's, God. You know how I feel when I pick up, you know, like the paintbrush. And in my, um, when we moved to Sioux Falls, we used to live on an acreage. And so our house has an art studio specifically designed for me to do my art. And so it's in the basement. And when we had the coven set in and we couldn't receive Jesus, and we just moved into our new house, well, the walls are blank. And my husband said, you know, like, here, here's your canvas, paint away. And so my girls were a little bit disappointed on what came up. But it was all my heart because I felt so passionate and so close to Jesus. I I go to Mass daily, and when I couldn't have Him, I prayed so much. And I took my sorrowful heart, and I put it on the wall. Mm. And so one side of the wall in my art room has all the things that I say or feel towards Jesus, like, oh, you know, like, I run to you, Jesus. And there's different things that will say, um, I can't do anything without you. Um, has different things to Mother Mary and God and Jesus. And then, then our son, our oldest son, was down in basic training for the air guard. And so we couldn't hear anything from him. And so one whole wall has quotes from the martyrs, uh, the St. Martyrs. And it has a big St. Michael shield on one side of the wall. And then another wall is for our family so i did a crucifix painted a crucifix on the wall and then i put a heart so people's handprints are around jesus in a heart shape so as our family grows we just add more hands to it Mm -hmm. and they're in different colors so and then and then when i take um i do restoring statues and I always pray into that. I uh, how i got into it was a friend of mine connie swanson and she used to be a cathedral member. And way back when Bishop Carlson was around, she was working on this one statue. And she turned around and she was looking for somebody to help her because she got behind uh, the deadline. And so she knew I did 
painting. And what was she doing with the statue? And she was, it was a big <coughs> statue of baby Jesus. I think it was baby Jesus, or it was Mother Mary and baby Jesus, and she was restoring it. And so she just pulled me aside one day after daily mass and said, I know you do art, and I can teach you what you need to do. I know you would be good at this. And then she said, come with me, you know, if you can. So, yeah, I could come that day. So I came, and she started teaching me. And so I just learned how to do statues through her. Well, then she left, moved to go to Rochester and Minnesota, and she was still doing statues. And she goes, oh, she goes, Sarah, there's plenty of statues for you and me to do together. I said, no, I don't want to take over, you know, and I have kids, and I don't know if I can do this. And she goes, yeah, you can. You just let go and let God. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really do any, I just let it go. And then word of mouth, because she got behind still in Rochester, and word of mouth got out there that I could do them. Mm -hmm. So little by little, she gave me my first one to do because she was leaving and it was a St. Clair from Aberdeen. And I think it was the Sacred Heart. Uh, Yes. And it was, and it was found in the basement and she had no eyes, no monstrance and no face really. She had the, you know, the eyes are gouged out, so she had no eyes, and she had, you know, a hand that was missing and no monstrance, and the colors are chipped away. And she said, here, I'm doing St. Francis, you can do St. Clair. <laughs> and I just like, is there a deadline? And I was having children and trying to homeschool, and I didn't have no art how, studio. As a mother, I don't know how you didn't have the children destroy the statue. Oh, well, I then so they were just, I think they were afraid. I think, actually, you know, when I brought that statue home, <laughs> and it was given to me and then they were just like they would stare at it and they were just like so I would have to turn her away and face the wall because some she of them are no she's so little and then yeah. when they were up to her yeah. level they were scared and Aww. so <laughs> then I just like okay I'll work on her when I can and then I'd put a drop cloth down in our living room sometimes our kitchen because you need the best light and so I'd just start doing it and then it just like I'd see the rosary for the people that uh needed the statue so in our so in my art studio has the whole rosary spread out on the wall i painted and it's blue of mother mary and then it has um a hail mary written on the wall around the rosary so and then i don't hold my beads but i look at the rosary as i do these statues for people so people don't know that i'm praying for them but every time i get a new statue it's it's awesome because it's like it's fun to see what god's going to give me mm-hmm. you know what saint what saint do i get to study yeah. because i don't know all the saints because i'm a convert and so also we like here i didn't know there was a saint aloysius and i just got done a couple of weeks ago um, a St. Aloysius for Father Dan- Daniel Smith. So I was just like, wow, I didn't know there was such a saint as him. And now I'm working, I just got done also with the brother Brian, his new priest. I just got given him his statues this week of a St. John Beekman, Beckman, and he's an altar server, saint hmm. for altar servers. So, and it's interesting because God has given me the gift, like if there's no limbs on the statue, if they're missing fingers, hands, they don't need the pieces, I can just form them. That's and it's just, 
It is amazing to see what he can do with it's him. Not I wish me. we had. I wish we had video because I would. We would be doing this interview in your studio, and I'd be showing so everyone. Cool. We'll have to do that. Maybe that would we'll be have like a Facebook awesome. Live in your studio. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so, so there's interesting. Like here, this one um, time, I had the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Father Kaiser gave it to me when he was up in Bottle to do. So I took it home, and John Paul sitting right here, was two at the time. And he was just freaking out, screaming, because there's there, where his fingers are supposed to be, there's wires. Sure. So until I could get at it, I thought, what is he just so scared about? And so so Tim and my husband said, it's the wires sticking out. You have to do something. You have to do something. So I put a hamburger helper gloves on him <laughs> until I could get, get at him. <laughs> so then he would freak out with the secret heart of Jesus. <laughs> so, so, and then the it was best. just... So then I would use my daughter because at the time my daughter's hands are perfect. So our daughter Marie at the time was 10. And so I'd have her be my model (laughs) when I started carving the fingers. I'd just like, can you hold your hand like this? Can you hold your hand like that? And then she would, you know, and then I'd just like, you know, just, it takes a while, but you know, like, you know, it just, it's just all God. It's just amazing what he can do with some you know, with you, when you say yes and you open the door, because you don't know, you know, yeah. I don't know where this is going to go. Because way back when I um, graduated from high school, I went on to cut hair. But I had such a, I wanted to go to art school, but I felt like, oh, you know, my my parents, my mother was just like, oh, you're not going to get any pay, you know, artists yeah. don't make any money, I gotta be poor, or all this, but I just, like, it wasn't about pay, I just loved it, and right. it's like, and, but it's God working through me, my heart, you know, I give, you know, like, when I do it, I give my heart over to him, and so I just let him do it, you know, through me, <laughs> so... Well, Sarah, earlier you mentioned that you were a convert. So I'm just kind of mm-hmm. curious about, like, what's the connection between your religious artwork and your conversion? Like, are they related? I, um, my Me having a desire to become Catholic was started way back when I was little um, in grade school and high school. Uh-huh. And my parents, my stepdad and mom were not going, practicing anything really. But my good friend was Catholic. But then as I... Um, they do have a connection because as I grow deeper in my faith towards Jesus, it comes out and expresses in my art because they grow deeper in my art. Like, you know, like I used to do like paintings. I still do, uh, you know, when the kids want to oh, do a buffalo, so I'll do a buffalo. <laughs> if you want a horse, I'll do a horse. <laughs> but it's more in depth, you know, like here in our living room or in our hallway, like the horse you know, like I took the, I didn't just draw a horse. I took his eyeball. And so it's like a ear eyeball. It's more in depth, like him looking at you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have his face, part of his face, but it's up close. And so as I grow closer to Jesus, my art grows closer to him in a mm-hmm. way. It wasn't like, like before when I was doing paintings, it was like a scenery, like far away. Right. Now it's more in depth, like Jesus coming closer and closer. Like here, sometimes when like daily mass is so significant for me, because it, like it's healing for me, but it's also, it feels like I can hear Jesus talking to me. Mm-hmm. And so as I get closer to him, he is telling me 
or to paint seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the like if you see a mustard seed, the the feet. You know, I was painting the feet of Jesus. Um, I was on my heart. I was t- I was painting. I painted one for Father Morgan and the bishop at the foot of the cross because when I get out of bed, that's my surrender prayers, surrender everything to Jesus. But I painted those pictures but then jesus kept on saying i want you to do another one and i just like you know i need to express what jesus wanted but i was just like i already did i thought i already did what he wanted <laughs> and he goes no and it was like he wanted me he said take it and put yourself at the bottom of my feet and mm. he kept on saying that when i was in mass one day and i just like take yourself and put a bottom of my feet so holy week was coming up you know and during lent and i could see in my mind what he was wanting me to do Mm-hmm. So then that's how that for the cross came because it was at the foot, you know, I was putting myself totally at the foot of the cross and seeing what Mary was seeing. Yeah. And so, and then that one was a really hard one because once I got the feet in, then I went for doing this face and then I didn't have the blood marks on there. But then when I put the blood marks on there, I mean, I could feel his pain. And it was looking at me. It was like he was staring at me. And I just like, yeah, my sins cause you such pain. And I kept on crying and saying, I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. And then my daughter, uh, Marga, came down and saw, you're crying. What's the matter, Mom? I'm just like... No, it's me hurting Jesus. My sins hurt Jesus. <laughs> and you really, you know, like when I do art and stuff, sometimes you really feel like you can really f- feel what you have done. You know, like your sins on that particular one. Just like, wow. And then the other one, you know, that I have here was so dear to my heart because I just got done on a retreat. And the um, seminarian... He was from Texas, and his name is Rocky. And he was saying, um, as you did the rosary, we did all four rosaries that day. And you did the sorrowful, but you said, he said, you meditate and you think of, look at the crucifix and examine the crucifix and just put yourself there and look at Jesus' blood. And then he said, follow a drop of his blood and see where it gets you. You know, see, you know, so I happened to pick one that was by his shoulder on his, on his left side. And then I came away from the retreat just thinking like, wow, and Jesus and the Holy Eucharist all together. So then that's how the Holy Eucharist came about in the chalice. And it was Jesus and my drop of blood. And then the crosses behind just remind me that's where it came from you know that jesus is on the cross so there's different things like you know like that like here like here's this one that i'm working on right now it's hard to work on it's um a teardrop and inside the teardrop is how many times do jesus fall on the floor when we receive him Mm. and and this is how this came about it was right saint joseph feast day but then my daughter who's a sister and she is studying in Italy right now, the very same day, this is all God, and the very same day she was receiving Jesus, but she was told by her Reverend Mother to receive him on the tongue. And she said, even though the crowd will get busy to receive him on the tongue, well, she got nervous, and so she received him on the hand, and she wasn't prepared for the crowd, for everything, and so Jesus dropped on the floor. 
And so she was crying. She stood there, waited for them to wipe the floor and everything. And two other sisters came around and waited for them to, you know, purify the floor and everything. And so at the same time here, the cathedral Jesus dropped. And somebody was receiving, not I, but somebody was. And it just it crushed my heart. It pierced my heart that day. Other times, it never bothered me. But that day, it just like, and it was like Jesus telling me, I need you to... I need you to to paint a picture of this. And I just like, Ugh. I don't want to. <laughs> That's so convicting. And he kept on saying he did. And I just like, so I'm working on it. It's slowly, but it's hard. It's hard, hard, hard. And so things like that, you know, that'll come and he'll tell me he wants me to do, you know. And, you know, sometimes you like, I'll resist because it's painful, but then, you know, I'll do it because he asked me to be obedient, but he gives me the grace that I need. He gives me what I need to do it. You know, like, you never think artists, you know, like could have a painful, but when you're dealing with God yeah. and when he inspires you and asks you to paint pictures for him or something that he wants out there, then he helps you what you need to express. It's him. And that's why I want my artwork, you know. People to take away, it's him. Don't think of the artist. Think of him and his expression, what he wants you to take out of this picture that you see. So, so anyway, also I'm working on the Chase Heart of St. Joseph. I'm hoping to get it done before his feast day because I was asked by a priest to, he goes, oh, you've never seen the Chase Heart of Jesus. <laughs> so I'm getting that done just so people can see his Chase Heart too, because there's three hearts and I yes. don't know if people realize, you know, there's Sacred Heart of Jesus, Immaculate Heart of Mary, but there's also St. Joseph Chase yes. Heart. We forget about so that. So that's a... You need the trio, man. <laughs> yeah, you need the trio. You do. <laughs> you do. So yeah, so it's, it's just God. It's just like, yeah, God is so beautiful. And, you know, I tried playing. Another thing that I wanted to add is I took piano lessons when I was little and my hands were not big enough because I have pretty tiny hands. They were never big enough to do chords. And I just like, ah, you know, why did I get blessed such little hands? Well, then one day when I was doing a statue and my hands are little, um, oh, my daughters go, oh, God. you see why your hands are so little, Mom? You're the only one that can go into this little <laughs> corner on the statue and oh, work on it. No one yeah. else would be able to get your fingers in there. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, it's all God just like... Yeah. Well, folks, if you're tuning in just now, you're listening to Real Presence Live, and we are talking with Sarah Beaner. Um, most people in the Sioux Falls area know her for her pro-life work, um, but she also is a beautiful artist and restores statues for many churches in our area. And so I just wanted to get her on the air to share with us a little bit about that. You have a couple of your pieces here in the mustard seed, if people wanted to see. Um but we have only about a minute left. Any last thoughts before the we let you go? The biggest thing they want people to realize, um, if they have talent, you know, use it for wisely. Use it for God's glory, not your own. You know, no matter what you do, like if you're a runner, if you're whatever the, the gifts that God has given you, use it for His glory and you'd be surprised how how generous he is and how much he gives back to you, you know, too. But it isn't for you. It's for him. It's for his glory. So try to do everything for his glory and for him. So, yeah. Amen. 
Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. I'm eager to see some visuals and like see the wall of your home. I know. That sounds incredible. Facebook Live coming up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to plan it, folks. So, All right, Sarah, thank Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. All right. So we, that was an interesting one just to start us off this morning. Yeah. Lots to think about. So cool. I I love that because um, as Sarah is saying, like, um, use whatever gifts you have for the glory of God. And it's so easy to get caught up in like, oh, God gave me this gift, so I'm going to become famous, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, But just like bringing it back to the one who gave it to you. Well, and I think sometimes, too, we get focused on other people's gifts. Mm. Mm. And we sit and dwell in it like, oh, I wish I could paint like Sarah, you know, and oh, I wish I could do the things that Sarah can do and all these other things. And it's like, God has given you your own gift, so go find it. Yeah. And and do something with it, you know? Yeah. Because I actually did go to art school. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't paint like this. (laughs) So, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so we are just blessed. So we have um, a couple other gals joining us coming up next, a group that is close to my heart, the Catholic Women's Professional League, uh, what it is and how you can be a part of it. Uh, they're going to be, Tiffany Hagen and Megan Dolly are going to be joining us next. And then we're going to have a little banter time, and Teresa has something special planned. I'm a little nervous. I had to, I had to put in some disclaimers. Well, you know, I talked to the programming director about it. (laughs) She said it was okay, so take it up with her. (laughs) Mark, you know my number. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Tiffany Hagen and Megan Dolly, stay with us. More real presence live right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 